This episode is brought to you by Northwind Adventures. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. Say, if you ever wanted to experience the thrilling adventures of fantastic pulp fantasy stories at the tabletop, Northwind Adventures has got a role-playing game for you with Hyperborea. Based on the solid foundation of the original 1974 fantasy game, author Jeffrey Talanian has crafted an exciting, vibrant world using the inspiration of authors like Howard Smith and Lovecraft. With paper, pencil, and a handful of dice, your characters can explore the wonder, danger, and thrills of a rugged world beyond the North Wind. Explore dungeons, fight off monsters mundane, fantastic, and alien. Discover lost civilizations, battle mighty wizards, evil cultists, vicious warlords, and more. With 26 classes to choose from, your characters can quickly find fortune and glory on the road to high adventure, all in the land of Hyperborea. From Northwind Adventures, you'll find it at hyperborea.tv. Abed than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard. The OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It is a nice day. I hear there's a slight chance of rain, but I don't think it's going to happen. Anyway, I want to talk about ability checks because I just saw a really good YouTube video from Mike Shea at Sly Flourish about ability checks and how you can tweak them. Now, he's he's talking, he's looking at it from the 5th edition point of view. And I'm looking at it from the OSR point of view. But there are similar views. The only thing that I have to, I don't really want to concede, but I mean, to me, you know my stance on ability checks and saving throws. You know, ability checks, in 5th edition, ability checks are pretty much the same as ability saves. What I, and what I mean by that is you're rolling a d20 over a number. In OSR, you're rolling under an ability check and over a saving throw number, which is okay with me. I, I, really, I really don't like difficulty, you know, setting a DC. I really don't. I, I'm, I'm against it. Because to me, you should be rolling against that stat. You should be rolling against your stat. But at the same time, I have to I have to concede that having a DC does make it a little bit more tweaky to be able to tweak more on the GM side. So I will give it that. But I do want to keep the stat rolls because, well, it's just a matter of getting your players to think differently. Because I feel that I know there's at least one game out there that does this. I think it's the Index Card RPG. But, you know, you get certain pluses and minuses depending on if you have high or low stats, which is fine. But I don't want the basic stats to become just the pluses and minuses. That's the whole thing. Well, what do you need a, you know, what do you need a, a to know if you have a 16 strength when you know you get a plus two? Just write down plus two. No, that's not the way it works. I want to see the 16 strength down there because you may have to roll against it. I expect you to roll against it. Okay, skills are another thing. Now, I like the way skills work where it's tied to a certain stat. But I think the game master should have free will to change that stat. I mean, I think the talents 
system in Tunnels and Trolls is a good idea because you know, basically the player has to talk the game master into saying that this skill, this talent applies. And I think the same thing should be going with skill. If there's something you think a dexterity role will work better than a strength role, do it. Tell them you're rolling against this or something like that. Something to that effect. Now you have skills, yes, tied to your stats. But say you want and do an acrobatics check and you want to, you want them to roll against a stat. Okay, fine. Have them roll against a stat. Now, in most systems like like Rule Cyclopedia D&D, Beckme, and even 5th edition, usually acrobatics is tied to dexterity. What if it's tied to strength for this one roll? Because you have to be able to have enough strength to lift off where you're jumping, do a triple somersault, and land over on the other side of the chasm. What if you need that? I would make it a strength roll. Now, if you want to be nitpicky, you can say, okay, a strength and a dex roll. But I feel that one roll should suffice. You know, something like that. And I understand what the, the purpose of DCs is because you don't want the players to think that, oh my God, okay, I only have a 12 dex, so I'm not going to make it if I roll. And if they roll it and they roll above a 12, they're automatically assuming they don't make it. And as we know, I like, I like degrees of success and failure. In other words, failing forward or success at a cost. So you, it's basically getting your players to agree that this can be a little bit fluid, but on the most part, I mean, you don't want to do it all the time. That's what I'm saying. You don't want to do it all the time because then the player's just going to get PO'd and they're, they're not going to be happy because they don't have any way to judge, you know, the standard, you know, they, they feel like they're on shaky ground, which they are. But the point being you should change it up just enough to keep them on their toes. Just enough to make the story interesting. So, that's my little talk about stats and tweaking stats, the way I like it. So, I've got to get the pro give the props to the DC, but I still don't want to use them. I still think the stats... And also, if you want to talk about saving throws, saving throws are a whole other ball of wax. They have stat saves in, in 5e, and it works the same as a stat roll. You roll over... And I, I don't see the point. I don't see the point. The five saves are fine with me. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognardgmail.com. Or if you want to talk to, you want to drop a voicemail, go ahead. It's on Anchor there. We're monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. And I would thank you. We have a single donation option on my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard. Thank you very much if you do that. Let me thank these people who give it to me monthly. Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John, Allen, Aaron, Michael, Randy, and Joe. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. If you want to hear some more good podcasts, there is Dan Griggs, the Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognar podcast. There's Marcy Wallring's, the Yawning Albert podcast, or Kevin at the Red Caps podcast. And Daniel Norton at Bandits Keep podcast does a good job, too. Also got Randy and Joe at the Biggest Geekest Podcast, John, Big John Allen, Large of the Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? 
send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.